0: again everyone welcome to another edition of Alpharetta Tech Talk. I'm John Ray and we are coming to you from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank in Alpharetta. Folks today you're connected more than ever whether you want to be or not. Uh, It's whether it's your friends your family or your life. Renaissance understands how you bank. They offer mobile banking services that you need But they also offer something that you need, and that's the opportunity and availability of real people with real answers in real offices where you can find them, Uh, which is awesome. And and that's why Renaissance, they've got more than 190 convenient locations throughout the South ready to serve you, and we're located in one of them. For more information, go to renaissancebank.com. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And right around the corner from the office we sit in is another office. It's Tech Alpharetta, and in that office sits Dale Sizemore. And if you, are, if you don't want to laugh or you don't want to hear opinions, just hit delete now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dale Sizemore, Welcome. Thank you, John. I appreciate the kind uh, introduction <laughs> and, and embellishing my capabilities. Uh I I think they'll be on full display
0: for everyone to hear here shortly. But uh uh for those that don't know you, for the few that don't know you, tell them about you, tell them who you are, what do you do?
1: Thank you. Um I'm Dale Sizemore. I am a thirty five year resident of Alpharetta and I'm married, so I can take instructions very well. Mm. Um I've been involved as a serial entrepreneur. I've worked at large corporations, small ones. And for the last five years, I've been working with Tech Alpharata as director of operations. And uh, as a very small staff of an organization with 52 companies headquartered there, I get to do a lot of different things and take my life experiences and translate those into help for the other folks. Um, a lot of what I do, uh, it's very fascinating, but to me, it ranges from Putting together the audio visual and ordering food for an event to assembling furniture to reviewing pitch decks to meeting with trade organizations around the world. So, uh, one minute I'm getting a call to go represent the United States for startups. And the next minute I'm, uh, I'm being asked to go check the QuickBooks. So it, it's <laughs> a fascinating intellectual dodgeball for me. You're one of the few
0: guys that could keep all those balls up in the air. Um, but you've, you, and you're actually unique in that you, are in that role. And not a lot of people would think that somebody that's in this operational direction or direction role for, uh, an incubator co-working space, what
1: have you would have all the experience that you've got. It makes a big difference, uh, to me for someone who comes through the door, who, uh, says I need some advice. I need some help. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm, may have said excuse me i'm still writing a query for the company that i had at the time for the database and and being able to do that uh it's a lot different than and we're very fortunate to have that capability instead of security guard or someone just just greet you at the door uh, it it makes us uh, more valuable more expeditious to help the folks and i think it adds a little credibility to the relationships that we bring over there
0: maybe you can talk To whatever extent you'd like to talk about your previous startup experience and maybe some of what you some specific things you bring out of that
1: that you're able to help folks with today. I started out through. Uh, listening to a lot of folks uh, a long time ago, get a good job with benefits, safe job, that kind of thing. Mm. We went through corporate, and and I worked at large companies, and small companies, and medium sized companies. And the the smaller the company I ended up working for, the more I enjoyed it because you had more of an impact upon it, and uh, there was a less overhead, so to speak, associated with that. And mm. uh, I had the opportunity uh, probably seven, eight years ago, I guess by now, um, and. I said, I I want to be at the front of the plane this time. And if I'm going to go into the mountain, I'm going to be at the front of the plane instead of the back (laughs) of a plane. And there's a lot of reasons that companies –
0: If you're going to go in the mountain, it really doesn't matter which part of the plane you're in, so you might as well be in the front, right? Exactly.
1: So it made me feel good that uh, I had a chance to take all my wonderful grand ideas and and bring them to Marketplace because certainly I knew it all at the time, which Mm -hmm. that next uh, few years of life – Uh, Certainly was a calibration point for me where I realized I did not know it all. I Mm. I, I wasn't even able to know most of it, Mm. but it gave me a lot of wonderful experiences and it built resources. And I met a lot of wonderful people in the startup community. And that's probably what I've been able to draw upon the most. And I've been involved in nine startups of different kinds, a couple of my own Um, and I'm able to draw upon the, each one of those. Uh, somebody will come through and say, Oh my gosh, I'm stuck. I need a full stack developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the one I used. I don't know if it'll work out. You know, here's an accounting firm. Here's a this, here's a that. It's nice to have used those people and have some trustworthy resources and, and be able to a- expedite that. True. I have found that a lot of startups are either starving or drowning in resources and they're starving for them because I've got to find somebody that's cost effective uh, or. I need, let's say, an accountant. You know, well, there's a million accountants out there. Which ones are right for you right. to be able to do that? And that's what I'm able to bring is some of my experiences and the people that I know and introduce people to. That's been the most rewarding part of the whole thing. And knowing that it's full of risk, uh, startup business is tough. It's very, very, biz- uh, very difficult for people to make a success out of it. Our goal over at Tech Alvarado is to be the Department of Maybe you've got family, you've got friends, you got all these other people say oh that's not going to work stop that what were you thinking right uh, our job is to at least say maybe and kind of be the uh, the inflatable bladders at the bowling alley in the gutter uh, it, it, i don't know if it's going to be a strike or a spare but it's not going to go in the gutter and that's that's a success for us
0: i like that i haven't that's a Dale-ism i had not heard before so maybe <laughs> the inflatable balloons in the in the uh, bowling alley yeah yeah i like that I like that. Um, I need those when I bowl, anyway. Um, much less running a company. But what, Dale? I'm curious about one thing, though. Um, how do you give people honest opinions with, while encouraging the maybe? Because sometimes you hear
1: things that are just completely off the wall, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's easier as I get older. Um, to, to not quite care so much about people, especially if they're getting ready to play in traffic. I mean, really do I make a big mistake, <laughs> right? You, you, you kind of got to say, oh, just hold the phone here. Mm-hmm. You're about to charge off and uh, I've got an idea. I'm going to go get venture funding and I'm going go to go spend all this time. And there, there is a path to success uh, mm. that people have to take. Uh, every successful business has common paths and attributes. It's certainly not a guarantee, but you don't go ready, fire, aim. Right. Sometimes people um, are less resistant or, or more resistant to taking that observation. And a lot of times we'll bring in a second mentor or someone else. And it kind of validates that perspective but when people say I'm going to be the next Steve Jobs and I'm going to do that, well, I might become an astronaut. But let's don't bet on the odds here, <laughs> and, and and work out the, the the pragmatic approach to conducting business. Mm. Uh, if you can show them examples of it, and you know, it's better to not say no. That's a bad idea. Uh, have you thought about doing it this way? Are you aware that you can do this? That the attributes you have to have to become fundable, for example. You've got to do them anyway. Go build those. And then you may not need to go get external funding. You need to have product. You need to have a team. You need to have expertise and you kind of build that out, which everybody has to have anyway. Mm. Show them what the alternatives are and, and break it down in little steps and say, all right, now go do this first and go do that next and go do the other things. It just keeps them from getting uh, lost in the, in the myriad of things to work with.
0: Folks, if you just if you just joined us, we're speaking with Dale Sizemore. Dale is a serial entrepreneur, uh, also uh, operations director with Tech Alpharetta. Dale, give folks a little overview of the technology infrastructure or ecosystem—better word—in Alpharetta from your perspective. We know what the chamber of commerce says and we know what the city of alpharetta says and all that's valid and good we're not criticizing
1: but talk about it from your perspective because you're at the ground floor of what's happening the the comments that we hear from typical chambers of commerce and economic development their focus legitimately so is to find the big companies that are bringing businesses here and they're measured by jobs and things like that perfectly appropriate i am very fortunate to see Uh, A wide range of technologies, brilliant, brilliant people, uh, nuclear engineers, PhDs, masters, people like that with multiple graduate degrees. Mm -hmm. And it ranges from uh, cybersecurity, fintech, uh, alternative energy, medical devices, um, uh, transportation technology, artificial intelligence and machine learning, big data, all these different things. And it's so surprising. Our our people are pretty quiet and and not very – Um, outgoing bragging about themselves and as a result when you are talking to some of these people in the kitchen or in the hallway and you find out that he was literally the managed the the engineering on a nuclear submarine and oh by the way uh, we just gained five new customers and we're generating this much money there's a lot of undercurrent of early stage companies that are uh, really doing some amazing things um, and I feel so humbled by the people coming up, and and they ask me, Dale, can you help me with something? Probably not, but you know, <laughs> love the font. You know? <laughs> what, what can I say? But sure. it's funny how so many times I will have had a, a knowledge of a topic or know someone I can introduce them to, and just make that small contribution of what they need when they need it, mm-hmm. and and that transcends uh, any industry in there, um, people human resources management uh, and, and combinations of those. Uh, it's so nice to go to conferences and have some of our folks there sitting beside me, and I call them my intellectual bodyguards because when this subject matter experts are talking, mm-hmm. it's going past me like a rocket, and I just look at them, and they're, they're just shaking their heads going, no, 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 that's nonsense. Don't worry about it. So that makes me feel better, and, and they become good friends and good family.
0: Now, that's something that Those connections to resources are really a big deal, are they not? Because I think entrepreneurs spend a whole lot of time, obviously, on their product, their market, customer discovery, all those things. They spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out how to get funded. And then when it comes time to something like accounting or HR or something like that, they don't figure that out that they really need it until their hair's on fire about it. Right. And they really need somebody when they need them.
1: Well, that's exactly right. Some of these things, uh, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. It doesn't really matter what the order is. There are other topics that are very important to have the, uh, the order in place and have those as a foundation to build it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's uncertain, but you have to account for the, I, for the topic and you have to know that you're going to eventually have to hire salespeople, Hire them in pairs, like David Cummings says. How do you support them? How many people can support them to do it? Where do they sit? Those kinds of things. They're not fun topics, but they're very important topics. Uh, If you have a technologist who's trying to start a company, their default mode is to go into technology. Let me tell you all the features and all that. And understand it, perfectly acceptable for that. But they're no longer on the good ship Entrepreneur, they are leading the good ship entrepreneur, and there's many other topics to worry about: the yeah. voyage, the supplies, and all the, the the crew members and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, kind of forgot where I was going there, but anyway, that. Uh,
0: uh, revealing our age, our respective ages, right? I mean, we're, 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 we're experienced, but sometimes it, the experience doesn't come out of our mouth exactly yeah. at the right time, right? Yeah, so, exactly. yeah. No, um, no, actually, I, I kind of got us off because I wanted to get back, uh, to just the subject of Alpharetta because we were talking about yeah. Alpharetta and the, and the resources here. And I'm since because you're on the, uh, in the weeds of it really and, and seeing, um, you know, a whole lot of, uh, uh, life in the, in the forest as it were, that a lot of people don't see. I'm curious, what are, what are the unrecognized aspects of the technology ecosystem in Alpharetta that people just don't see when they see the, the, the gloss of it all?
1: There is a surprising amount of, uh, financial resources, people with money, people hmm. with lots of expertise and willingness, uh. uh Practical willingness and experience to mentor and help people on advisory boards. They don't, that didn't cost anything. Mm. Uh, we are constantly being asked by executives, how do I get involved with these people? How do I get involved with the ecosystem? How can I help them more? And there's a, a lot of that. And with, with due respect to people who have led corporations, you know, Asia Pacific, you know, for my corporation, I want to help the startup. That's very difficult to translate into practical experience for the startup. But there's a lot of people who have built, built startup companies. They have built companies to success. Maybe they exited, maybe whatever reason. They've got time and willingness to be able to help. There's a lot of resources, a lot of money, a lot of people, a lot of good advice. Um, our facility and infrastructures are, are magnificent. It doesn't cost that much to to start a company, to run a company. And Tech Alpharetta is, is very inexpensive for people to get going mm-hmm. and, and 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 give you options to be able to do that. The city and the economic development community, the, the, the chamber, awesome Alpharetta—all those folks are extremely supportive of, uh, of all levels of business, including the startups. And I'm, I'm very honored by it. I'm very surprised that when I talk to other organizations or people who live in other parts of the country or the world, uh, that they don't always have that. Uh, they, people are only looking for the big hundred million dollar, you know, contribution to the community. They really don't want to grow their own so to speak and there's a, there's a financial patience and economic patience here in alpharetta that i i really enjoy and appreciate
0: and one of the things you were talking about before we came on the air was the difference in um to add to that the difference in openness that people are much more open about helping each other when they're even when they're sitting side by side working on their respective companies that they're willing to lean over and help the
1: other person i see a lot of that and it's very refreshing um there are people that are they have been burned or they don't know better and they'll come up and ask you to sign a non-disclosure before they'll tell you anything about their company and generally it's like i I barely don't want my company and i certainly don't want yours you must be new to town right yeah (laughs) exactly yeah um it, you need to be able to say enough about your company to tell people where you are and where you're going and how they can help you. Don't reveal the secret sauce. That's okay. Mm. You know that you save that for later. Sure. But if you can't tell people enough about your company, well, as a result, most of our folks are able to tell us a little bit. I do machine learning. I do AI for the insurance industry or something like that. Okay. Well, what is your critical path? blockage right now and that's always a good question what's next on your agenda that you need help with i've got to find somebody that knows python or whatever Mm. the topic is there um i need to find out the regulation of cross-state uh internet sales tax you know, issues where, where would i find that well i don't know what the right answer is but here's what i found and people do that a lot within our organizations and occasionally you'll find a serious synergy where they'll partner up and then they'll do a strategic partnership together yeah. so saying enough about your company to be able to let people know who you are and what you're doing is a strong key but don't tell them too much and as a result people are not threatened they don't even if they're in the same kind of business they don't know how you're going to do it and that's fine so it's like making biscuits, you know. Don't don't tell a grandma's re- secret recipe, but just tell her, like, you know, here, go make yeast brief biscuits, and here's the ingredients. Go figure out what the components are yourself. What you're describing,
0: Dale, is a culture that's much different than exists in other, uh, we'll call them valleys of the country, right? So that, that, that's exactly right. Yes. And
1: they're poaching resources and people, and they'll go to work at one company, and by afternoon, someone's stolen them, and the exactly. it ratchets up the price and all that kind of stuff. So how do you explain that culture?
0: Um, uh, how, how did that come about? How do we maintain that culture? Maybe this is, this is a really important question.
1: Part of it is natural. Part of it is part of the age of uh, of our members who are a little older. They've come from industry, 10 years or so in mm-hmm. the industry. So. They understand what needs to be done, and they've had the sincere people and the insincere people in their life, and they understand that not everybody is out to steal your idea or stab you in the back, and there's a lot of uh, helping each other out. Uh, So that's that's kind of a natural consequence, and we try to facilitate that by our actions as well as the actions of facilitating other people. And Mm. we very rarely get any jerks that come through there. Uh, I mean, in five years, I can – think of maybe one or two people that I wouldn't feel comfortable having over at my house and they're no longer there. Um, I don't know what the rest of them think about me, but nonetheless, uh, from my perspective, that's what happened. So I, the idea of helping each other out they are in the department of maybe over there, their, their idea of, I'm going to need lots of help. And they're around other people who are helping each other and, and sharing each other about the same stage of the companies they are not wildly successful and, and running off like that. So, they're about the st- same stage of the startup business, same st- age in many cases and same background. So that, that helps a lot. Um, how do we maintain that? Um, I think if there's a lot of ethical violations, I don't think they're intentional, but if there was any of that kind of stuff, there would be a kind of a, a crowd uh, uh, management of that. And, and if somebody's really going off the rails, we, Take them aside and talk to them a little bit, <laughs> but 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 I threaten their mothers with their browser history. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> folks, you're speaking. You're uh, listing with with to uh, Dale Sizemore, and Dale is the um, director of operations of Tech Alpharetta, among a number of hats he wears. Um, Dale, you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot with companies startup companies so what are beyond just getting their resources lined up what are some other mistakes that you see that are fairly common that that a startup listening to this should think about
1: and try to avoid one good advantage would be to marry money do that first <laughs> um, but well, assuming that you you haven't got that as an option you know? um, a fundamental uh, need that uh, some of my good friends, Dave Bernard, who's been on the show, Tom Berger, who's been on the show, and people like that, they reinforce this. They have to absolutely make sure there's a big enough market of people who know they have the need that you're proposing to solve, and they're willing and able to buy it and take action and do it from you and make sure it's big enough that whenever the competition sneaks in or there's already a competition, you can still make a market of it. You don't have to be you know, the number one growth company in the world, but you need to have enough to be able to make it work. Um, that's probably the hardest thing to do. It's the least sexy thing to do. Mm. Everybody wants to build speeds and fees. Look at my, my toy, look at my pretty baby. It'll do that. Right. Um, but that is probably the biggest concern that I've seen everybody do because everything else flows from that. Raising money, attracting talent, uh, building it out where you locate all those kind of things What are your markets is it growing all of those things stop if you don't have the right answer for those kinds of things is there a big enough market for people really want to buy this thing and if there's not um and you need to verify how do you know that's a great answer is a question to ask for anything is how do you know um and can you and should you Or four words that I also recommend to the people. Everything in life based on can you or should you. Could I have blown off this show and gone to see a movie? Yeah. Should I? No, of course not. Oh, no, you probably should have. (laughs) Well, that's a bad example. But nonetheless, (laughs) um, you know, the the idea of can you, should you, you know, can I go after this market? Yes. Should I, you know, go into three different companies and three markets at the same time? Could you? Yes. Should you? No. Get Mm -hmm. one, do it well, rinse and repeat. Yeah. So, focus and uh, and and practical expectations that goes a long way to solve the rest of the ills of any kind of business. Mm. Now,
0: I am uh, I wonder about some something you said that before we came on about the 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 way folks uh, look at their babies, I guess as it were. And how they look at that a little more, maybe objectively than they normally do, right? Because it's hard to get outside yourself and look at what those some of those issues are. And and how, how do you, how do you advise folks to
1: do that? An advisory board, uh, a non-paid advisory board of people uh, is always good. And I uh, like an advisory board that's balanced in different areas, finance and market and things like that. Um, and they're typically a little older. If, first of all, if they will sign on to participate in your company, they have to learn enough about it to invest their time, their most valuable resource. So if you can't get people to, as an advisory board to jump in, then that's kind of a red flag in itself. But, um, sometimes to make it a little bit more graphically important, you can send articles. You can see where there's lots of other people doing the same kind of things or people who have tried it and failed. Um, there's nothing wrong with competition that validates that there is a market demand for it. so that's that's good a little bit of competition. but to say that you're going to go out and displace Amazon is probably not realistic. Um, if you can demonstrate why you are better than Amazon or some other large company or some competitor in a marketplace and you can have a sustainable competitive difference, oh that's different. let's let's revisit that and, and I'm fortunate. That people will send their pitch deck, send their executive overview, they'll send their business plan to me, and it'll say, can you can you look at something and see if I'm missing anything? What passes, and I'm uh, fortunately able to you know, provide some insight. And sometimes it's just common sense kind of things. You know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And uh, and and point it out. And if you can bring facts and figures into it, that begets away from the opinions. And you know, I'm certainly not an expert in a lot of things. Uh, as I said before, I thought I made a mistake once, but I was wrong. So, <laughs> Another Dale is just, just being able to help people uh, navigate the myriad of, of topics that are out there.
0: Now, Dale, you used to, I don't know, maybe you still do occasionally, but I know at one point you used to uh, be the mentor for the ATT, ATDC group that meets on Friday mornings. And, um, One of the things that I'm going to some of those meetings I remember you used to do is, is you mentioned, uh, you know, what, what's, what's your critical path? What's, what's that next big thing you need to accomplish, right? And where, where, where do you need help with that? Um, and that always struck me as a, um, a way to keep folks on task and, and, and to prioritize. And that's hard to do sometimes when you've got your head down in a company, right? Right.
1: Yeah, exactly uh bill hogan took over that responsibility after i did it for two and a half years mm-hmm. as i say we couldn't leave these addb students alone in a room without some guidance <laughs> we we talk about all kind of different stuff we're all entrepreneurs we were sure just everywhere um but uh, focusing people on um there, there's two parts of that what is your critical path what are you facing now uh we all tend to be in such frustration as early stage companies that we want to tell our whole life story. I was born in a log cabin, and I worked at a large corporate, and I was like, stop it. You know, I've only got so much time here. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you doing? What's the problem you're solving? Who's it for? Uh, to be able to tell people that and say, there's something that is the next blockage that you have to address. Put everything else aside. What's your top priority? How can we help? Those two questions go hand in hand to be able to do that. Uh, but it's it's very important that people have a bumper sticker. That's the other part of it. Uh, and I say it at the million cups of coffee and I say it wherever I can it's, tell me your bumper sticker so that I can remember enough about your company that when I leave here today, I can tell other people about you or when I can recognize the triggers. Oh, Oh, I just saw that situation. That's something that John Ray's working on. Y'all mm. need to talk and see if it makes sense to work together, but that's a resource you definitely need to know about. If you can give me a bumper sticker, some people call it the elevator statement. I think it's even more succinct than an elevator statement. Um, That would be very, very helpful for people to identify. The when you see.
0: Yeah. Uh, When you see this, and, and it really plants it in everyone's head that that's what they're supposed to, 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 they're supposed to remember you when they see this, right?
1: Exactly, because mm-hmm. so many people are looking for external market validation, introduction to a customer, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's customer discovery or I've already got a product and I need to find out more people that, oh, that live in Dalton that do carpet manufacturing. Oh, yeah, I met a guy who did that at a concert or something. So uh, the, the idea of having a bunch of little bumper stickers in our mind that we can recognize and direct people to, that works out really, really well.
0: And a lot of folks don't know really though how to do that role, right? right? Right, give one, you a bumper sticker. I mean,
1: well, one of our members over there for fleets, we're like a shrink wrap of uh, cybersecurity for a vehicle. I can remember that. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you have a fleet. You, we need to protect all the components within this fleet. That's what she can do. She can you know, shrink wrap the whole thing. Got it. I understand mm. that. Uh, another one uh, has a, a microgrid energy system. If you're a retailer and you're a Chick-fil-A or some large company like that and you uh, have a power outage, uh, whether you're in California or in Colorado or anywhere, if you have a power outage and you're having lunchtime, what was, what's that going to do for you? this thing will be uh, able to keep your power going and your food and conduct business. And it's better than a generator because generators spike your electronics and the power sources and even got it. I understand that. So if I run across anybody who has a large store like that, I know who to direct them to coming up with a succinct bumper sticker, makes it easier for people to help, uh, help this startup. Sure.
0: Um, now, Dale, you again, re- referencing your time back at, uh, mentoring that Friday morning group. One of the things I remember you talking about that's always stuck with me is understanding what kind of business you've really got, whether it's a lifestyle business or whether it's a scale business. I think you had another term for it other than scale, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, get into that a little bit.
1: One of my pet peeves is the hype and attention given to, the phenomenon of going out and raising big money and go big or go home. Right. Most of the places that we drive past every day will never grow to a large national organization. I mean, Tom Berger references 80% of the companies have less than $500,000 in revenue every year. Mm. That's a lot of wonderful people doing a wonderful job and supporting our economies sure. and buying clothes and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's very important and it's very honorable to have a company that will support your Family and your employees and your shareholders, whoever those might be, uh, you don 't have to be public where people are going to go IPO stop saying it you know <laughs> that 's back in the astronaut you know uh, uh, plan for Dale. Uh, be very, very good at what you do and be satisfied with that and don't listen to all the hype. I suggest people. Uh, in the early stage, if they're planning their business, I'd say, here's a venture capital presentation pitch deck. I want you to create this pitch deck and make it really, really good. Then never, ever use it for a venture capital presentation or outside funding, because Mm -hmm. it will force you to say, what's the problem you're solving for who and what's your go to market and competitive differences and a few things like that. Mm -hmm. There's about 10 or 12 key important things that you need to focus on. Anybody needs to focus on those. And if people can do that, then they can be very, very happy with what they've got. Just don't get caught up with the go big or go home mentality. It's fun. You read about it in all the press. But how many times do we read about, you know, guy walks the old lady across the street. It, it just doesn't make the news. You know, yes. there's plenty of good things that are going on around here. Well, and understanding
0: uh, what lane you're in, Sometimes people are in a uh, one or the other, and they don't know that. Yeah. And understanding that really reduces the frustration down the road, right?
1: Yes, your expectations of how am I going to uh, compete nationally? And I think of a product, for example. If a person is doing really, really well, and if they were to expand significantly, they would need to go buy a big warehouse, right? And well, they got to staff the warehouse. They got to you know rent and all that is that worth growing to that level mm-hmm. maybe maybe not but you know if they can't perpetuate that that growth and all the extra personnel and forklifts and all the things that go on it's like wait a minute what's the incremental total message going to be and what's the the time to go build that out there's it's not always a a good or a bad answer but it's it's worth exploring in my opinion and uh you know I've traveled around the world in different places, travel around the country a lot. I don't have to go to everywhere to be happy. And there's a lot of people that need to remember that in business.
0: And once you break that egg and you decide you're going, you're going down the road of you're going to scale and get, then, then it's a little late to decide that psychologically for your own, uh, uh mental health, uh, um, your own, uh, feeling good about wh- who you are and what you do, your family, It's that's the wrong time to decide,
1: whoops, I made a mistake, right? It it really is. And if someone is planning to do that kind of a thing to have either already existing or develop a mentality of, I'm going to build this out and then I'm going to turn it over to professionals Mm. and I'm going to back away. And we see this a lot with companies that have grown and the founders are the face of the company. They go to the trade shows and meet people and, and do that perfectly fine but not everybody can do everything just right for example if i get a little bit hurt i will put a band-aid on it put some peroxide whatever i got to do at home if i'm really feeling bad i'm going to go to someone like dr jim morrow or someone like that for the serious questions mm. well, same thing with a company if you, you, there's a lot you can do yourself but there's times that you need to turn it over to professionals for sure
0: for sure uh folks were speaking with dale sizemore dale is uh serial entrepreneur, also director of operations for, uh, tech Alpharetta. So talk about, I, I can't let you go without talking about how folks can plug in at tech Alpharetta. I mean, what are the, some of the suggestions you give to folks that, uh, w- would like to know more there and where they ought to, uh, uh,
1: the, some of the programming you have that you particularly recommend for startups. Sure. We have uh, a number of resources, uh, first of all, people can always reach me at Dale at Tech Alpharetta or techalpharetta.com is our website. We have events and uh, a lot of information about us, but uh, Dale at Tech Alpharetta is one way to get a hold of me. Uh, when people come and say, I want to get, st- I want to learn more about the the ecosystem and all that. There's a couple of things. We have Lunch and Learns that are available, many to the public, and after-hours events open to the public. Uh, but on a regular basis, the ATDC Startup Circle that is held on Friday mornings is a good open environment. It's free for people to come in and have coffee and talk about a little, their companies a little bit and get advice. Mm-hmm. We, have, we host a million cups of coffee on Wednesday mornings from the Kaufman Foundation from 8 to 9 in the morning. And that's a good way for people to come in and see the facility and meet lots of members and non-members mm. uh, while a startup will talk about or an early stage company, we'll talk about their company uh, and then they can uh, just come talk to us. And then as they have members uh, from a membership perspective, they can come talk to me or, or Karen cash and our CEO. We have a number of wonderful, wonderful mentors. They're just brilliant people. We can connect them with those as well. And they have a lot of expertise uh, in that area. If they're a corporation, or someone like that uh, they can contact us about being a sponsor either of part of the facility or some of the events and things and we get a lot of folks that are starting to show some interest there we have i think 34 or so people on the board uh, and they range from small companies uh, all the way up to the largest ones around here hmm. and that's very exciting to see representation from them and their commitment and interest we're starting to have uh, industry connect Dialogue between the startups and the large companies to be able to do that. So there's a lot of different ways that people can make mix and match. I will say, in fairness, uh, and, and same thing with funding agencies too. A lot of people say, "I need to talk to someone on the board about maybe selling my product." Oh, hang on a minute here. Let's see if you're at a point where it's worth you're you're able to actually deliver upon that relationship, right? Because if someone is going to put their their reputation on the line whether it's a venture fund or board or outside company to give you a chance you better be able to deliver and some people are not ready yet to deliver upon that and that's part of what we try to do is make sure uh, all three sides of that tech offer of the startup and the other organization don't get disappointed
0: and you don't usually get multiple shots at those larger companies right no.
1: and and they also understand startups often understand that if they blow it then people won't take calls from us to the outside resources after mm. that. So they understand that. Yeah. And, and that, that makes everybody work together better. So for example, outside funding groups, if they'll tell us what their thesis is, what their areas of interest are and what they look for. And if you don't look like that, don't bother talking to them. They've got plenty of people to, you know, things to go look at. Right.
0: This has been awesome. We could talk for quite a while. Um, but Dale, it's been great to have you for those that would, would like to be in touch, would like more information,
1: tell them how they can do that. I'm on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn, uh, Dale Sizemore, a uh, handsome-looking guy in the suit there. You admit uh, to being on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I I still do that. Uh, you can't get past the cat pictures and the pretty birds, man. And,
0: yeah, you know, some of that. yeah, you yeah. My, my wife will, follows you just for that reason. She loves those cat
1: pictures. So. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to stay in touch with That's people. right. That's right. But uh, if, it, Dale at Tech Alpharetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, anytime people want to share an idea, people have helped me a lot over my, my life, and I'm, I'm happy to give back as best I can and direct them to people that uh, they might want to uh, benefit from them. Um, I grew up at a stage where, you know, Russia was the big communist and they're they're after us and everything. And as I've traveled around, I see wonderful people in Russia and the United Kingdom and South Africa and everywhere. And I've benefited from being able to see lots of good news from lots of good people from all over the world. And we have a lot in common here. i have differences, but uh, it's fun to be able to take what experiences we have and help other people with them. And that's what I like to do every day.
0: I love it. Uh, folks, you, you got it. Dale's open for business, ready to help. And, uh, actually one of the things I have to tell you before we go, um, uh, I had somebody recently I was talking to who said, uh, I was asking them, so who, who, who in, um, who do I need to have on my show? It's like essential to, uh, uh, you know, an Alpharetta tech talk show and, uh, He says, I can't believe you wouldn't have Dale Sizemore. I'm like, well, I know Dale Sizemore. So, (laughs) I mean, it's like you're at the top of everyone's list for someone uh, to know in the technology ecosystem in Alpharetta.
1: Well, that's very kind to say so. Obviously, I don't owe money to everybody, but uh, (laughs) that's nice to be found. (laughs)
0: Well, it's great. So, uh, thanks for uh, uh, coming on, and hopefully we can do it again soon.
1: Appreciate it, John. Thanks, and best of luck to you.
0: Thank you. Folks, if you need some other kind of help that involve some of those administrative things that we were talking about earlier with Dale, uh, administrative tasks or bookkeeping, marketing, maybe a presentation prepared. Well, go engage a smart and reliable office angel. They're not a tip agency or a placement firm. Office angels matches your business support needs with angels who fly in and they have talent and they have experience to bring to bear on your problem. Um, and you can hire them on an ongoing or as needed basis. Your terms, your timeline, they lend a hand when needed and fly off when the job is done. So find out more at officeangels.us or call Chief Executive Angel Essie Escobedo, 770 442 9246. And I use Essie, and she is awesome. Her, her picture is in the dictionary right next to awesome, right? So folks, uh just a reminder that you can listen to this show every Thursday at 11:30 live or if you miss any of our live shows, which is likely because folks really don't listen to anything live anymore, do they? Um in the Netflix world that we live in, uh they go to their podcast app and that's where you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Um really just about any the major podcast apps we're even on youtube by the way uh but also go to com. check out our archive there we've got uh, a terrific lineup of folks uh it's been awesome doing this show uh great to talk to them so check that archive out and also check us out on facebook twitter and linkedin north fulton brx uh for all our shows out of the North Fulton Business Radio X studio. So for my guest, Dale Sizemore, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Alpharetta Tech Talk.
1: Renaissance Rewards Extra is the checking account that checks all the boxes. Roadside assistance? Check. Cell phone insurance? Check. More than 400,000 local shopping discounts. Check. Up to $25 per month in ATM refunds and a great rate? Check. All in an easy-to-use mobile app. To open an account or find out more about Renaissance Rewards Extra Checking, go to renaissancebank.com or visit us at any of our more than 190 locations throughout the South. Renaissance Bank. Understanding you. Member FDIC. Equal Housing Lender.